You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to You Better You Bet. Brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Bring it up, Jake. As a reminder, for people watching right now on YouTube and Twitch, uh, get those bets in for the weekend, your favorite football bet with the rationale behind it. Ken and I will talk about them coming up 40 minutes from now at 5 o'clock Eastern time. We await official word, by the way, on Shohei Otani. We told you in the last segment, John Morosi of MLB Network reporting that Otani's on his way to Toronto right now, which presumably means he's going to sign with the Blue Jays. Not confirmed, but it looks like that's the direction right now that we could see Shohei Otani joining Vladdy, Vlad Jr. and Bichette and company in Toronto and the Blue Jays and just the arms race in the American League East. We'll talk about that as we move along, if and when we get news. But joining us right now to talk some college football, maybe a little Otani also, a big baseball guy as well, is our good friend, the very swole man. I said this to him in the break. He's looking good. Definitely putting in time at the gym. Our friend Colin Wilson from the Big Bets on Campus podcast featuring friends of the show Stucky and Brett McMurphy, who was on with us earlier this week, three of the best guys in the industry. Um, support them and check out their show, Big Bets on Campus. Colin's written work over at the Action Network has his bold confidence pool article uh, getting set to be uh, released on the Action Network. Like, he's doing a lot of the work so you don't have to do it. And he is on Twitter at underscore Colin1. Colin spelled with two L's. My friend, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. How's it going? Thanks for having me, guys. I Listen, today was my day. I marked it off to write my bowl confidence piece that'll be out next week to study all of these bowl games to figure out how you should rank them and place them in your pool. And then somebody sent me a link of Otani's plane going from Orange County, John Wayne, all the way to all the way to Toronto. And all I've been doing is watching that plane, watching these 15 to one odds go down to 11 to one, then come off the board. Like it, it's just craziest thing today. What, uh, what do you think if he goes there, Colin? Like we can we can still speak in hypotheticals because he hasn't signed a contract yeah. with anybody yet. But I, I said this in the first hour, like you know, was he going to fly to Toronto and then like it's like a like a you know high school senior in football like put a fake put on the hat and then put on the other hat of like the Dodgers? Like I don't think so. Probably <laughs> more likely than not, he's going to be a Blue Jay. Like what would that mean to you if that happened? Would is something you would want to bet? Would you like do you do you like the fact that he would pick the Blue Jays? Nick and I were kind of saying, is it good that he's in Canada? Like do we like that? We're not even really sure. What do you think? 
Yeah, I I think the big thing about Shohei Otani is is that he wants to pitch in climate controlled environments, and which is a big reason what led him to LA in the first place. And so Toronto made a lot of sense because you're going to play half your games in a dome, and then you're going to have another what 18 road games down playing with the Rays. But good luck with your ERA when you're when you're visiting Yankee Stadium and even the Orioles. You're going to see them so many times, Zach. At all, but I I don't think I don't think like pitching is in his plan. I'm not exactly sure how many innings that he can pitch this year. I don't even know if he is going to pitch this year. But from a bat perspective, he'll have all of the protection in the world. I don't think it changes the fact that he's the leader in the clubhouse for AL MVP, uh, especially considering that he used to just have Mike Trout in the lineup. Now he's going to have everybody in the lineup. Um, you know, I, I think it's a really good fit, uh, especially once once he comes back to pitch. Um, I, I I can't buy Blue Jays futures considering we don't know how much he's going to be able to pitch. So I have held off on not uh, pulling back the rubber band and firing on the Blue Jays today. And from from what we had the great expression there, by the way, from what we understand, by the way, uh, the expectation is that Otani's not going to pitch this year, probably not until right. twenty five. Things things can obviously change if they're in like a deep run in the postseason, maybe a good close games, whatever. I'm I'm speculating, not that that could happen, just that maybe it could happen. We'll talk more about this over the course of the show if we get firm word on Otani signing with the Blue Jays or potentially elsewhere. But Colin. Uh, to quote the great Scott Hall, the late great Scott Hall, you know who I am and you know why I'm here. And Colin, mm-hmm. you're here to help us win some money on these college football bowl games, right? And and before we get to the uh, the national semis here with uh, Alabama and Michigan and Washington and Texas, you're big time hashtag in the weeds on this stuff, the transfer mm-hmm. portal, who's out, who's in, coaching stuff, et cetera, this time of year. That's like a, a lot for people to try and like process, obviously. Um, do you have like a couple bo- like non playoff games that you have circled right now that you think could be good betting opportunities for our listeners and viewers? Missouri, I'm not sure when Missouri needs to stop steaming. That's a number I took at six and a half, three and a half. I took it money line. I would take it at Missouri minus three. Uh, Ohio State is quickly becoming a very depleted program from what you saw on the field this year, especially the quarterback position. But on the other side, Missouri has been a team on a mission. It's one of the biggest bowl games that they will ever play in. Everybody's going to play for them, and they, and Ohio State just doesn't have any answers here. And offensively, what are they going to do? Like Kyle McCord, like his only explosive option was Marvin Harrison. I just do not see how they are able to keep up with a Missouri team that has just ran through everybody, only lost to Georgia by nine. So out of all the bowl, I mean, to give away the bowl confidence piece for next week, I can tell you Missouri is going to be right up there at the top. And I, it's already financially the deepest one I'm in so far. Colin, I, I try to, like, I, I've kind of unplugged from, like, a lot of college football news. Like, I, I don't bet the bowl games. I, I, you know, I read what you write. I, we have some other people on the show, and I bet that stuff. Obviously, like, I, even I've seen, like, the list of transfers for Ohio State, players that aren't going to be at the program anymore, and it's extensive. And it's not, like, not everyone's leaving, but, like, a lot of players are leaving. Is, like, the expectation that, like, Ryan Day is also, like, did I miss this? Like, is he going to keep being the coach? Is there something going on behind the scenes? Like, you don't get an exodus like that without some kind of reason, usually. It's Ohio State like what what's going on there yeah well first off when you get conservative in your biggest games of the year and you you know fail to execute and creating explosives that's going to really get a get all on a lot of people's nerves and uh, especially your own fan base and um you know know, it's crazy to me that they were so close to making the national championship last year with CJ Stroud and then here we are a year later and people are questioning uh you know what kind of coach he is I will say this he is a great offensive mind. 
And the reason they failed this year to get any of their goals, I mean, I mean, still finished, what, sixth in the college football playoff ranking? They failed because they didn't have the quarterback. They know that. I'm sure that it was whispered to Kyle McCord, you probably want to hit the bricks because we're going out to get Cam Ward or somebody else. I mean, it's it's just not going to be your position. We're going to go out and buy a quarterback, whether it's Dante Moore, whether it's uh, Cam Ward. I don't know who it's going to be, but it's not going to be Kyle McCord. And, and, you know, college football game is so much about the players that you have. I mean, you look at Arkansas, like everybody was back in this team, and then you get one bad offensive coordinator – all of your players hit the portal and, and you almost get fired for your job. So it's just so important to have the right coordinators and players in place. I mean, really, just like we really are in and it's not a criticism of it, just like a statement of fact. We're like a, a new world in college football right now. It's kind of yeah. crazy, but like that kind of is what it is. It's prof- yeah, it is a perfect. Yeah. A whole new world. Yeah. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a Friday. Uh, Colin Wilson is our guest on Twitter at underscore Colin one Colin with two L's big bets on campus is the podcast and his written work can be found over at the action network. All right, my friend, let's get some early thoughts on the uh, national semifinals. We'll start with the Rose bowl with Michigan and Alabama. And I still, every time I bring up this game, I laugh in my head thinking about Michigan's reaction when Bama got announced as the fourth team instead of Florida state. Uh, Michigan's a one and a half point favorite in this game. Colin, the totals 45 and a half. Uh, early thoughts, any bets that you've got? Uh, how do you handicap Michigan and Bama early on in the process here? I don't have money on this single game because I have futures on Alabama. I scooped uh, plenty of nine to one back a few weeks ago thinking that they could they could beat Georgia and make it into the cultural playoff. I think what's astounding me is the pure amount of money that Alabama is taking right now. And if you're betting it right now, you're probably somebody like me who's looking far ahead, trying to get value, trying to beat the market. And somebody that bets early in the week is generally pretty keyed in. So all of us are betting this and it's not moving. And that I don't have a logistical answer as to why this number is not moving. I see some ones out there, but really one and a half is still there. Alabama, I think the worst money line I found is minus 102. There's nothing that Michigan does that Alabama can't stop. And I'm, I'm going to give you every reason in the world why Alabama can win. But at the same time, the market's not moving yet. So Blake Corum runs pure inside zone. That's the only thing they do on offense. And Alabama is one of the best at stopping that. And, you know, J.J. McCarthy is not going to throw against this defense. that ranks number one in PFF when it comes to coverage. And then what is Michigan going to do with Jalen Milrow? Like, I get your defense is pretty good, but this kid is getting better and better and better. And, you know, if you don't maintain your pass rush integrity, he's going to take off. And by the way, he throws the most beautiful deep ball, best of anybody out there. You know, just unbelievable, like 23 big time throws to no mistakes on balls thrown over 20 yards. I'm going to be out there at the Rose Bowl. I don't understand why this number is Alabama as a dog. Maybe it changes in two weeks, Nick, but uh, right now I, I don't get it. I, I am not hedging my Alabama futures at all. Yeah, it's funny. When the market first opened, Nick and I were on the air, Colin, when the, the playoff teams were announced, we were doing the Sunday NFL show, which quickly turned into a Sunday college football show because we were just really <laughs> excited about the matchups. And uh, and I even said, I go, like, look, they're going to open a favorite, but like I, Alabama has to close a favorite in the game. And I don't even – I like, I want Michigan to win. Like, I have the Michigan futures, but I'm like, look, like, let's be honest here. Like, I, I'd be shocked if Alabama doesn't close a favorite. And to your point, like, hasn't happened yet. Maybe like, yeah. we got some time. Maybe it'll happen at some point. And uh, maybe that'll give some time for this, this, the market in the second game to change too, Colin. I actually have no idea which side of this you're on. I think it, I mean, it's a really interesting game because it's two teams that are never in this situation ever playing each other, whereas typically it's Georgia against somebody, Clemson against somebody, Alabama against somebody. This is kind of all new, which is cool. Texas, a four-point favorite 
against Washington, much higher total than in the first semifinal, obviously uh, 64. Have you made any bets in this game? I haven't because I am the holder of the only 100 to one in the world on Washington that I got. Yes, that's right. I forgot about that. uh, And the thing is, is I got pounded from that by people like, why did you put this in the app? Like, how come we, because it was the only hundred to one in the world. And the second I hit it, Westgate took it down to 40 to one. Why would I put it in there? Why? Just to like, you know, run with a flag and pretend like I'm special. So no, I have a 25 to one on Texas. I have a hundred to one on Washington. So Anyone that like wants to see anything come through the app on this game, I'm not going to do it. But I will tell you, if I had no money on this game whatsoever, I would take Washington and the points. I think Texas can maybe win this game by one or two points, but the and Texas dominates in every single facet when you put everything head to head, except for one area. Their secondary is in trouble here. They've got one of their top secondary defenders that's going to be out. He was uh, he had some targeting. He'll be out the first half in this game. Malik Muhammad's having problems covering people in that secondary. Jalen Catalan, the the Locker room, clubhouse leader is in the transfer portal. Uh, Listen, no one can run on Texas. Texas is the best defensive front seven in the world, and their offense is peaking. But they have two big issues. One, they can't cover the Washington pass whatsoever. And two, sometimes Sark and the Longhorns and Quinn Ewers just choke down in the red zone. When they get past the 40-yard line and they're in scoring opportunities, they only rank like 70th in the nation. Now, we've had two good weeks in a row against Oklahoma State, against Texas Tech where they've absolutely blown everybody out down in the red zone. That was those defenses. I just watched a Washington defense in Las Vegas that shut down Bo Nix and that Oregon attack trying to make a comeback. So Texas has holes. Washington can expose them. So I would take Washington to cover the game. But Texas has got to play their best to win this. They can, but they got to play their best. Colin, give us 30 seconds if you'd be so kind, and it'll hit you with one more thing here. Don't have a ton of time left. Any bets for Army and Navy coming up tomorrow? Army in between a two-and-a-half and a a three-point favorite. The total is one might expect. The Patriots-Steelers-esque 28. (laughs) I took an over here. Uh, It was at 20. There's some 27-and-a-halves out there, and finally the books are letting you buy a half point. I have over 27 minus 120 officially. Uh, 28s are on the board. It's not coming back. So if you can get that, I would go get it. This is all about the explosive play, and you're like, what, these two teams? But there is a way for quarterback Bryson Daly for Army to have play-action pass explosives, and Navy has this quarterback, Braxton Woodson. I would take him 7-1 to one anytime TD. The kid is a stick of dynamite, and it's not going to be pretty, and it's going to be ugly, but for two minutes there could be enough explosive plays to get over this total. Colin, I've asked a, a couple of guests this so far this week. We've talked about it a little bit on the show. Uh, the Heisman, obviously, so Army-Navy on Saturday afternoon. Heisman gets announced that night. The expectation, obviously, in the betting market is that Jaden Daniels is going to win the Heisman Trophy, but the market is still open for betting. And I, I was talking to somebody, I think I said this to Kanish yesterday, like I had a friend who bets like a lot, message me and basically say, hey, I can bet a ton of money right now on Jane Daniels, like minus a thousand. And we, we called it a bridge jump is like the term that we use, obviously, like you put a ton of money in and like, can't be wrong. Like if it's wrong, it hurts right. basically. And it needs to be right. But also like, is this almost a sure thing? What kind of advice would you give to like the, the markets are open in like 30 seconds here. Would you bet a lot of money on Jane Daniels to win the Heisman thinking there's no way he can lose? I wouldn't for the same reason with my WWE bets. It's still a subjective vote that comes down to a closed doors behind a curtain where, where human beings are involved in making it. It's not something that plays out on a field where you can use variables to actually predict the outcome. Now, Jaden Daniels should win this. No problem. But there is a very strong contingency of Michael Penix people out there that think an undefeated team that won the conference championships going to the college football playoff should be in there. He's going to get a lot of votes. I don't. It's going to be closer than people think, but Jaden Daniels is the one winning it. I would save my hammer the big money line for something else. 
We'll see if, uh, if like if like Penix puts Daniels in the sharpshooter and like Vince McMahon runs out to call for the bell. Like we'll we'll we'll, we'll know that something's up. The New York uh, City job. I was actually yeah. thinking, like, what do I want to call this year? Which screw job do I want to call it? Yeah. And couldn't yeah, come yeah, up yeah. with something good enough, so it's passed on its own. That was a good job by Ken. Uh, Colin, great job by you, as always, my friend. On Twitter, at underscore Colin1, Colin with two L's. The podcast is Big Bets on Campus, and be sure to uh, be on the lookout for Colin's Bowl Confidence Pool article over at the Action Network. My friend, we appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Good luck with the bets, and we'll catch up with you real soon. Thanks for having me, guys. See you soon. Our pal Colin Wilson joining us here on You Better, You Bet. I love Colin's take on Otani also. Not rushing to bet Blue Jays futures if Otani signs there. Good stuff there from Colin. On the other side, we'll get you some soccer bets for the weekend from our good pal Anthony DeBundo from the Wonder Goal podcast. We'll be right back with You Better, You Bet, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network.